Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, it's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Mind Your Business. Uh, we're talking about whether or not it's a good idea to get experienced hackers. Are they the best people to protect your organization against hackers? Underlying with me this morning is Benjamin Harris, the CEO and founder of Watchtower. Benjamin, good morning. How are you, man? Good morning, I'm good. How are you? Very good, sir. And I'm uh, looking forward to this conversation. Watchtower, to start us off, is one of the leading-edge enterprise cybersecurity technology platforms. How is it different from other cybersecurity tech platforms out there? Great question. I mean, basically, we've taken years of years of experience of breaking into some of the world's kind of most targeted organizations and really combined that with our ability to kind of analyze data at scale. That gives us kind of a very unique ability to rapidly identify ways to break into organizations. So we can, as you kind of alluded to, arm them with that information to then protect themselves. Mm. Uh, I mean, you you guys are a young company. <laughs> it's it's always going to be hard to stand out against competition. So how how are you managing to to gain traction? I mean, what kind of clients do you have right now? Yes, yeah, so, so we we predominantly work with those that I kind of term as having a lot to do. Uh, so we very much focus on CFSI, uh, insurance technology organizations that, if compromised by kind of sophisticated adversaries, would probably lose significant amounts of money or IP. Mm. And you've got VCs that have invested in your company. I mean, for example, Paul Allen's Vulcan Capital Fund, as well as Wavemaker. Uh, what are those funds for? What are you using the money for? Yeah, so, so I think we've really taken um, kind of the investment that they've offered us and, and really began to kind of obviously build out a very, very strong capability. So we've hired some of the best minds in offensive cybersecurity um, to really inform our technology with regards to how we see North Koreans or the ransomware groups attacking organizations. Um, and then incredible engineers who understand how to analyze data. Um, it's, it's propelled our technology significantly um, to the point where, obviously, when we kind of deal with our kind of target clients in DSSI, mm-hmm. uh, we are simulating that threat they care about, right? That North Korean threat that ransomware group threat that generally is a, a, a serious threat per se. Yeah. Okay, Benjamin, I want to get into the fun part of our conversation. Now, I understand that you yourself uh, used to be a bit of a hacker. Uh, tell us about this adventure and how it turned out. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so I think uh, it's, uh, I had a very misspent use of computers. Uh, my, my, when I was seven years old, I came across a book about a guy who could break into computers across the internet from his phone, uh, sorry, from a computer in his bedroom at home. And it cooked me. Um, and as my father put it, that was a very... I think from then on, uh, my, my, my uh, career in IT security was almost predestined. Um, and so, so no real choice at that point. Um, but it's been a very interesting journey. But okay, with seven years old. But what was it, and, and really just to understand a little bit better, what was it for you when, when you decided to take on this life in IT? I mean, is it really for good sport I mean, if you say, say someone told you this is unhackable, unbreakable, uh, th- there's something in your head that goes, no, 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 I got to prove you wrong. <laughs> Correct. I, th- I think as humans, we are predisposed, uh, predisposed to a challenge, right? Yeah. And I think when someone tells you that a computer system is secure or it's owned by the most secure company in the world, uh, there's always an innate challenge in that kind of sentence, right? Um, and that, that's kind of driven me throughout my life. <laughs> I, I, I like where we're going with this because it reminds me of the movie uh, Catch Me If You Can where Leonardo DiCaprio starts, it's, it's a true story, start yeah. as a forger and then the FBI chooses to hire the forger and, and this is a practice that organizations 
around the world do uh, uh, turn to, right? Uh, get a thief to catch a thief. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, it's, it's, it's a growing industry, right? So yeah. penetration testing or security testing has been a thing for 20 years now. Um, and it's taken kind of many different forms and evolutions. But I think what we're really seeing is that to understand how adversaries are going to attack your organization, you must be an adversary. What we see is that there's a real difference between practical application, and I think, uh, put loosely, academic knowledge, especially when things move so quickly in our industry, when kind of different groups, I think, give new ways to break into organizations, that kind of real understanding, that kind of ability to get into their shoes and see what they see right. is so, so important when protecting your organization, you checking your defenses against kind of the latest tactic, the latest technique, as opposed to someone checking it once a year or twice a year, some for example. Okay. W- would that be a way of saying, you know, having that, that proper true attack surface visibility? Because a lot of chief information security officers, they look at what's on the surface. You don't really, you know, obtain that complete visibility. For example, uh, a photocopier could be a weak link in, you know, a potential cyber attack. Correct. And I think that the biggest challenge there is that, especially for kind of CISOs, as you kind of alluded to, actually, even knowing your attack surface has become a struggle in the last 10 years. So if you think 10 years ago, right, our IT mm. networks were five PCs, a printer, perhaps a file server somewhere, and we said, okay, great, we've got a network. Nowadays, organizations span the globe, right? They're in multiple different countries, got different departments, things systems online. Perhaps you have the IT team plugging in different printers in different places that the security team has no idea about. Ultimately, these all form kind of entry points to an attacker, right? And as a CISO, so to be able to defend yourself properly, you need to have a real-time understanding of exactly what you're defending, what your attack surface is. I think that then aligns back to kind of what we mentioned. If, if you're just testing the attack surface or the systems that you knew about six months ago, kind of with a consultant, a simple example, you're not going to have that real-time understanding or that mm. latest understanding of how you could get breached. I, I want to I wanna have a little bit of fun of it with this. Uh, and, sure. Uh, Perhaps if you could, you and your hacker ways could help us. <laughs> I beg your pardon there. But say my company has been attacked. I'm the chief information security officer. My company's been attacked. We we see a, a slight breach. What's the timeline like right now for me to react? What's your opinion, you know, in terms of how crucial uh, the timeline is? Because sometimes these companies, they take days or even weeks to, to solve the matter. Correct. I mean, this is the scary part in, in this day and age. So I think... If, if you look at industry reports, uh, what we used to see was a, there was a, what's called an average dwell time. So from the point of breach to the point of someone, like an attacker, actually doing something, you would typically see a space of something like 270 days. Mm. Um, so you had significant time to kind of identify the breach and respond to it. Nowadays, what we see, though, where adversaries are or attackers are so financially motivated, I mean, ransomware is, is the easiest example to point to, right? Yeah, yeah. We see them breach organizations and deploy ransomware in literally hours, if not less. Um, and, and so organizations, regardless of kind of whether security has been a priority for them in the last 10 years or not, are now faced with the reality that if they do have a weakness, um, they may not even have a chance to find out before it's taken advantage of by someone. Mm. And that's pretty scary, I think, for most organizations. Yeah. And the problem really is connectivity because, and the quest for connectivity, because it's getting easier <laughs> and easier. I mean, Benjamin, uh, if, if I'm a bank, what kind of assurances do I get using Watchtower's platform? How would you sell that to me? No, sure. Um, so, so effectively, kind of like I mentioned, so given our kind of expertise, so our years and years of experience of simulating with big banks how the North Koreans or how ransomware groups would target them and break into them. I, I mean, literally, we used to simulate how they would transfer money out by a SWIFT network, as a simple example, just mm. to really drive home the point. When we basically take that expertise and combine it with our ability to analyze data, we can give organizations that rapid view of how they could get compromised. So we actually give them the information they need to defend themselves. If a new technique or a tactic was really 
use today. We can tell our clients within 30 minutes if they're vulnerable and where they're vulnerable so they can go and patch or remediate before it gets exploited by a, a bad guy in, in, in quotes. So it's a very much a rapid reaction of offering designed to really help organizations understand their kind of most sophisticated threat. Mm, I like that. It's, it's actually quite simple. Seeing is believing, <laughs> so you show them. In that exactly. Sense. Yeah. Um, what's next for for Watchtower? Um, so so we're continuing to grow across the region. Uh, we have some very very exciting kind of news coming soon. I think with regards to existing funding, which I'm ah. looking forward to announce. Um, but I think at the same time we're doubling down on hiring best technology, uh, best tech guys in terms of capability and best cyber guys as well. The, the space we're in is really heating up, as, as you know. Cyber yeah. is a is an ever growing topic. But I'm, I'm most proud of, kind of what we're doing with our clients and the real value we're, dri- we're driving. I think customer feedback has been fantastic and continued referrals are the source of many good conversations. So yeah, it's very exciting time for us. Excellent stuff. We wish you the best of luck. Benjamin Harris, the CEO Thank and you. founder of Watchtower. Benjamin, appreciate your time today. Take care and have a great Tuesday. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you very much. Have a good one. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.